This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with you. Uh, Wednesday, December 21st. Happy fourth day of Hanukkah, I do believe it is. Uh, Happy early Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you're up to the next couple of days. Uh, Happy holidays. It's a great time of the year. Uh, Good to be back with you. Uh, Another Wednesday, another episode of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Uh, We've already done four of these suckers. Look, we're going to keep going. We'll roll this thing probably through the end of January. Uh, beginning of February, right up until spring training starts. Uh, A lot of stuff, I'm sure, coming that we're going to have an opportunity to chat about. Uh, Hot stove, a little bit chilly for the Marlins. I know there has not been a ton of activity so far this offseason, but Marlins general manager Kim Eng has said repeatedly that this team that is currently in place uh, is not going to be the one that you see come spring training. So, And I have no reason to believe otherwise. I think uh, the Marlins know where they're deficient in certain areas uh, and certain things that they need to prioritize, including getting a bat, maybe multiple in this lineup. Um, The free agent market, I think it's fair to say it's getting fairly thin, maybe in terms of what exactly the Marlins are looking for. Um, Still some options maybe on the bullpen front, still some really good veteran relievers available. We'll see um, to what direction the Marlins go there. But look, there's still a lot of opportunity. Um, The Marlins could explore trades. I'm sure Kim Ang and her staff are doing just that. So we'll see what direction the Marlins head. But we'll keep you posted. Um, Again, we got a long way to go. I think a couple of days ago or today maybe, when we're recording this, maybe 100 days out, 99 days out from opening day. So uh, look, a long way to go. Uh, A lot that has yet to be done. I certainly understand why folks would be probably frustrated. You want to see the big names come off the board. You want them here in Miami, but you got to trust Kim. You got to trust her and her staff. Uh, They will put a good product on the field for you here in 2023. Uh, Okay, so again, 6 o'clock every Wednesday. We're going to be off the next couple of weeks, so keep that in mind. Uh, We'll join you in about two and a half weeks or so when we come out of the holiday break. I think it's that second Wednesday after the new year. But as always, marlins.com slash hot stove. You can check us out on the iHeartRadio app and locally every single Wednesday on Fox Sports 940 AM Miami. I'll also flip it for you the following day to the Marlins podcast page. Really good show tonight. I'm really excited to share with you guys a conversation I had with Marlins now pitcher. He's a converted position player. He was a terrific two-way player in high school. He was drafted in 2016 out of Redondo Beach, California. Sean Reynolds is joining me. That conversation is coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes here as we wrap up uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, but Sean, what an awesome dude. I had never had an opportunity to chat with him before. You'll hear about really his struggles early on in his career. Um, and when he asked Nick Fortes to catch a bullpen for him, in 2020. Uh, And that's where he's at now. He kind of retooled himself. He's been a sensational pitcher in the minor leagues in a very short period of time and so good and good enough that the Marlins actually protected him from the Rule 5 draft this year. So uh, Sean Reynolds, now a member of the Marlins 40-man roster, and that's a big hurdle to clear because now he's one big step away, uh, but much closer to getting to the big league. So that conversation 
is coming up for you uh, in just a couple of minutes. Hey, don't forget, the holiday season is here. I know Hanukkah's in full swing, Christmas just a couple of days away. You'll still have an opportunity to get in on it after the holiday season. Uh, but the Marlins Holiday Bundle, make sure you celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. You can celebrate the holidays and after the holidays. You can get tickets to three games, including opening day this season, plus a Marlins 30th anniversary theme champagne glass set. It's really cool. I've had an opportunity to lay eyes on it. Um, so check it out. You can purchase your holiday bundle today at marlins.com slash holiday. Okay, joining us now on the interview portion of the show is the Marlins' fourth-round selection back in 2016 out of Redondo Beach, California. He was the 113 overall pick. Now a right-hander in the Miami Marlins system. 24-year-old Sean Reld. Sean, thanks so much for joining us, man. How's everything going? It's going good, man. Thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate you bringing me on. And, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's uh, an exciting time for you, Sean, and there's so much I want to have a chance to ask you about because the organization thought it was in the best of their interest to make sure you were protected from the Rule 5 draft this winter. And you are a, uh, a big, strong young man out of California who was drafted out of high school um, as a position player. And just recently, in the last year and a half, you've transitioned to pitching, something you obviously did in high school, Sean. But let's start here. How would you assess the way professional baseball, I guess, has gone for you to date? Oh, man. Um, that's <laughs> a, a loaded good question, question, I know. <laughs> that's a pretty good question. I think you could say that I've, I've, had, I've, I've experienced probably the lowest of lows and then, um, you know, some pretty high highs this year. And um, honestly, man, it's just been kind of uh, – kind of a roller coaster of a journey and the transition has been really easy and well, not, I don't want to say easy. That's not, you know, that's, that's putting it lightly, but it's been smooth. And um, yeah, so gone from pretty much the bottom of the barrel to, you know, obviously a double a championship is not like the end all be all of a professional baseball career, but that was a pretty cool, pretty cool moment to experience at the end of this year, for sure. Your thoughts in the last month when it, was put on your desk that, hey, the Marlins are protecting you and you're now a member of their 40-man roster and it's one massive step closer to being a major leaguer? Uh, like I said, dude, excited. Excited to get to work. And now I feel like, you know, have had seven years to kind of prepare and, and learn what it takes to, to be a professional. And now obviously still in the process of learning and, and, and growing as a player and learning what it takes to be a big leaguer. But yeah, just excited more than anything, man. I was, uh, I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. If they were going to protect me, if they weren't, I didn't really hear anything from the team, um, you know, up until about a couple days beforehand. And then, the, uh, you know, got wind that, that it might be happening. And then obviously it went through um, at the deadline. So it was cool, dude, just to get that call. And, and, you know, not like, not like I needed the validation for, for the last couple years of, of the work that I put in, but it was nice to hear that, uh, that they see value in me and that they feel like I could be a piece to, you know, building the winning, the winning puzzle in Miami, which is really what it's all about for me. I know it's what it's all about for the organization. So I'm excited to be a part of it, man. John, I want to go back to when you were first drafted and uh, a really young, promising prospect coming out of high school and you don't go to college, you go straight to professional baseball. And I know some of the lowest of lows are not easy to talk about, but it's a part of your journey. Can you oh, take yeah, us absolutely. back? Can, can you take me back to when you first broke into professional baseball as a position player? And at what point you started to feel like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this or what, this isn't going the way I expected it to. 
Um, I mean, dude, honestly, pretty much right away. I got down there, really? uh, you know, obviously at 18, not like, not as in, I didn't think that I was going to be able to become a big league hitter, but right away I realized I got myself in way over my head, you know, just like any 18 year old going straight from high school ball to, all right, dude, like you're a professional now. This is a job every single day. You're punching the clock, you know, 11, 12, 13 hours a day. So right away, that was a big adjustment, obviously. And then as far as, as being a hitter was concerned, um, I never really got to, I never really got to a point where I felt comfortable with what I was doing and what I was trying to do, I guess, at the plate with approach or whatever you want to call it. Right. It just, something just never clicked. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't work, you know, my tail off every single day to try and get to where I wanted to go. But, um, yeah, something, you know, when it came to in game, when it was time to time to, you know, put the helmet on and, and the batting gloves on, it just, Something just didn't quite add up. So I would say uh, started kind of like thinking, you know, the thought definitely I would be lying if I said it didn't creep into my head because I knew that I was obviously a, a good pitcher for high school standards. But I had no idea what in terms of like how I would stack up on a professional level until I got there. And I was like, oh, man, you know, in the back of my head, I think the whole time I was like, dude, I could really you know, I could really be good at pitching as well. And not to say that, you know, in that moment, I wasn't still committed to being a hitter, but it was in the back of my head, like, man, like I definitely could do this pitching thing if this doesn't work out. So I think right around like 2019, I could definitely say was the hardest year personally for me. Um, a lot of struggle, a lot of, you know, being sent down in the middle of the season's never fun. Um, you know, playing in the middle of Iowa in the Midwest league in April, not a not a whole not a whole lot to remember about that season but I remember what I you know one of the things I do remember is the thought creeping into my head of like man you know if this doesn't work out like I don't know how much longer I could keep putting my all into this and just coming up empty so and then obviously COVID happened 2020 and then that's where it really came to life because we were you know just like everybody else was I was sitting around with nothing to do at home and living in South Florida because I didn't I didn't really you know had been living down there for a couple of years. So I didn't want to leave just in case the season started back up again. So um, funny enough, I started throwing and building up my arm with Nick Fortez, who's actually on the big league team now. And I was like, Hey man, like I used to pitch in high school. I know you're around. Would you be interested in catching a few bullpens? Like nothing crazy, but I just want to see how it feels. And so got up on the mound. I mean, it was okay. Obviously it felt really weird and awkward. And then, um, kind of throughout COVID just kind of played around with it. And then coming back into 2021, they actually came to me, the organization did and said, Hey, you know, we know you used to pitch. Um, we still see you as a hitter, but we want to get you on the mound just kind of in case, like it doesn't go the way we see it going this and that. Sean, I, I guess, and you, and you mentioned that, you know, COVID happened and you start to catch with Nick or throw bullpens is it humbling when the organization comes to you and says, Hey, just in case this doesn't work, we want to see what it looks like on the mound. Like what's going through your head when they kind of approach you with that? Uh, that's another good question, dude. Honestly, I hadn't thought about that in a while. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a whole, like, it was a weird dynamic that was happening. Cause I was still, you know, in my mind, I was still fully committed. Like, Hey, I know what kind of ability I have. And I know if I put it together that I could be a big league hitter and an everyday player that could impact a game every single day. But also at the same time, I was like building this fail safe, I guess, if you want to call it that. And so that was an interesting, like, okay, I'm still putting my all into this, but just in case, like 
we're going to have this to fall back on. And then to add on to that, as soon as I did make the transition, like fully, you know, concrete, like, Hey, you're pitching done hitting no more, like no more position player, no more first base, no more hitter, just pitcher. That was a, that was like probably 2019 was probably the hardest full year 2021, like making that transition of like dealing and reconciling with the fact that like, okay, open shut failed at hitting, right? Like that's just what it is. And, but at the same time, I was like, well, I have this crazy, great new opportunity to still continue a career and put my all into it, you know, kind of like a do-over, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, for just like a second go around. So that was, I mean, that was hard to, to navigate, but definitely was one of the things that I think really helped me going into 2022 was recognizing, okay, like who I am as a player, as a person, what am I good at? What do I want to build on? And then you know, kind of just taking the hits as they came in 2021 because I was still like just brand new back at it at the pro level, like had no idea what to expect and ended up doing pretty well. I mean, I got had a had a brief injury that, you know, missed a couple weeks, but then second half of the season ended up doing really well. And then that was kind of just the building block for 22 uh, coming in because I kind of figured out like, OK, hey, I can do this. You know, I, I said I always said I could do it, but now I know I can do it at a pro level. And then coming into 2022, way more confidence and, and growth and, you know, everything kind of just showed itself on the field. It's one thing to get guys out pitching in 2015 in high school and you don't pitch for a while, obviously, and you've tried to pick it back up at what point in the last couple of years was it like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I can do this professionally. And I, I haven't done this in years, but like, if I'm going to get myself to the big leagues, it's going to be on the mound. And I feel really, really good about this. Yeah. Um, honestly, man, I think it was right away. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound arrogant saying that, but looking back, you were getting like, guys out right away though. Right. My first live outing, I was like, man, okay. Like, you know, was low to mid nineties. And I was like, dude, I feel pretty good. Like with my off speed and like, yeah, it was, it was so really rusty looking back. If I, if you were to compare it to now it would look night yeah. and day, but like, Right away, I was like, okay, I can definitely do this at a high enough level to then be able to work on some things and then continue to get better. So pretty much right away when I got back up on the mound, I was like, I might have something here. And then obviously you don't really know until you know, but just the whole time I kept telling myself, like, you can pitch at a high level. You know you can. Just got to go out there and do it every single day. Here's what's interesting to me, and Sean Realm joining us on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. There's guys that get drafted out of high school that are tossing, I don't know, 80 to 140 innings over the course of seven, eight years in the minor leagues before they make it. How advantageous is this for your arm that you did not pitch for six or seven years and there's hundreds of innings that are not on that mechanism? I mean, I mean, yeah, dude, you said it like. Uh, I think it's hugely beneficial. I mean, obviously not not at 18 years old. If you told me this is how my career was going to go, probably how I would have drew it up. But yeah. the way it's all worked out has definitely saved, I think, saved the, the best for when it's going to be really needed. And, you know, I try and look at uh, just my career and, and the timing of this whole thing is like it's all in perfect timing. Right. So yeah. now that I am caught up to speed and I'm I'm where I'm, you know, I feel like I can compete for a big league job that 
now here we go 40 man roster and going in my first big league spring training. And it's, it's exciting, man. Like I said earlier, like all that's kind of timed up perfectly for, for me to get here and then for the organization to do what they did. And, and yeah, it's all just worked out exactly how I guess you could say I would have hoped for sure. I think this is probably a little personal, but for somebody in your situation, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of guys that get drafted out of high school and they don't make it and they hit a low can you explain to us and maybe what others have felt over the years, what that feeling is like and how close were you to giving oh, up? Man. Oh, close, man. Really close. Um, first of all, it's not a good feeling. I can tell you that <laughs> I can't describe, I can't describe it in like full detail. It just feels like, you know, for me, there were a couple lows in there. Like I mentioned, 2019 was tough. Um, 2020, obviously, uh, getting the whole season canceled, feeling like, you know, you kind of work for nothing and then you get your season taken away. Just like, I mean, but you know, in, in comparison to the rest of the world, everybody got things sure. taken away. So sure. Minor league baseball wasn't, wasn't the biggest concern, but how lonely the of a place is it? Oh dude, it's, uh, you feel like you're on an Island out there and hmm. every time I would, you know, there were times I would go to the plate feeling like there could have been 10 people in the stands and I feel like everyone's watching and the, the main Jeez. problem was, dude, that I just didn't have the right, just didn't have the right mental attitude, I guess, for, for hitting when I was younger, just didn't understand what it took to really like show up every single day and take it day by day. I would let, you know, one at bat affect the next, affect the next, affect the next. And it just kind of ended up avalanching over the course of four or five years. And then finally I was like, all right, they told me like, Hey, you're done hitting. You're going to go to pitching. And I was like, that's fine. And it just is what it is. But yeah, the, the feeling of being, being at your lowest point thinking like, okay, man, like I played this game forever. And as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be in the big leagues and like as close as I am, I'm also super far away at the same time. Like getting drafted is, you know, 10% of the battle. And then after that, it's like, you really got an uphill climb to make it, especially as a hitter too. Like hitting is, I think is the hardest thing to do in any sport on the planet especially when you're talking about hitting, hitting a professional pitcher, throwing 98 to hundred miles an hour. Like you can't find a harder thing to do in sports for me, but yeah, just knowing like, man, I don't see a foreseeable end or, or, uh, you know, I don't see this turning around. Like that's a hard. And like you said, very humbling, like, okay, yeah. Really had to take a look in the mirror and be like, all right, you know, this is where we're at. You're either going to make the best of it or you're going to crumble and that's going to be it. So that was really like the ultimatum I came to was like, Hey man, you got two choices. Like you could let this completely like define who you are. Oh, you failed at hitting and this and that, and that's just who you are. Or you could, you know, close the book on that and just let it be what it is and focus all your energy on pitching and the opportunity that you do have. And, you know, thankfully I chose option two and here we are. So. At one point being so low, are you nervous at all to be in the big league clubhouse or you've experienced so much in your professional career that you're simply just confident and ready for this opportunity? How are you feeling? Oh, definitely confident. Um, like I said, I've, I've pretty much been through, you know, anything you could think of in terms of performance or, or mental struggle or, you know, playing in, playing in terrible stadiums and in terrible minor <laughs> league towns um, pretty much have, have experienced it all, man. So definitely just excited, grateful for the opportunity, obviously. Um, 
it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a really fun spring training to be able to be around the pitching staff that we have and, and to work with Mel every day and to be around guys like, I mean, obviously we have the Cy Young award winner in our clubhouse. So it's like being able to be around him every day and pick his brain and, and find out how he operates and just all those guys, man, we have an incredibly talented pitching staff. Like, I think that's one thing that you can ask anybody around baseball and they'll say about the Miami Marlins is like the pitching is almost second to none at this point. Like we have so many arms that still haven't even cracked the big leagues yet that we're in double a and high a this year with me and triple a too. like our pitching is loaded. So to be around those guys and to get to work with them and, and continue to get better every single day, dude, I'm, I really just have nothing but uh, excitement. And obviously there's going to be a couple, you know, a few nerves getting out on the game, getting out in my first game. But um, other than that, dude, it's, it's, it's a positive nervousness. It's not like, a, Oh no, like, am I ready for this? Cause I know, I, cause I know that I've been through enough to, you know, mentally I'm more than ready to, to see what I got and, and compete against big league competition, man. It's going to be fun. Everybody's journey is different. And I think this question could always sound so ridiculous but Sean, what would it mean to you to make the major leagues? Oh, dude. I mean, that's your whole life right there. Like since I can yeah. remember people asked me, you know, how long have you been playing baseball? I, I literally couldn't tell you because as long as I can think back, I've, I've had a glove on or been swinging a bat and yeah, I mean, it would mean not only to me, but everyone, you know, parents, family members, friends, teammates, like everyone who supports, it's never just one person who makes it right. Sure. Like it's the whole support system. And it would mean, everything yeah dude like put your whole life into this especially you know the last seven years of being 18 year old you know an adult until now is like yeah dude there's I don't think I could put a price on that so when it when it finally does happen um like I said all I'm gonna do is just try and enjoy every moment of it and and starting with big league camp is gonna enjoy every moment of that too because it's just a day-by-day process and you know you can't move on to one day before you finish the first one so you can't move on to the next day before you finish the first one. So that's really all I'm thinking about is just getting down there and, and getting ready to go, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, for folks that really haven't had an opportunity to watch you pitch. Um, I, I saw like six, eight, two forty. Is that still about right? Like what size and weight is yeah. that just yeah, six, eight, I think. Yeah. Six, eight around two forty, two forty five is, is what I'm, is what I'm looking at. Um, in cleats, probably closer to six, nine, six, ten. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but at, at that point it's pretty much splitting hairs. Um, yeah, but, but you know, a lot of really big guys have had success in the major league. So I was wondering what makes you a good pitcher? What, what, what is it? Is it, is it simply the mechanics? Is it your delivery? Is it the stuff? What, what is it that's made you so successful to date? Um, I'd say it's, I mean, it's a combination, right? Like obviously my stuff is, I have all the confidence in the world and in, in my ability and, and what I'm offering in terms of a stuff standpoint. Um, you know, I know what goes through the head of of hitters when I'm out there too on the mound and I'll look at a guy and you know I can look at a dude and see the look on his face and be like man I know that look like that's me that's an interesting perspective Sean that's you know what I mean like I know that look he's lost up there and just being able to kind of navigate that throughout a game and you know reading body language and seeing you know seeing just how how hitters go about their business and knowing what it takes for them to be successful every single day how hard that grind is you know, I feel like when I'm out there in the game, it's like I have all the advantage because not only do I know how hard their job is, I can look at them and be like, man, all right, all I have to do is do my job here. And I got them. No questions asked. So for me, I think it really like the thing that sets me the most apart is the mentality that I take to the mound. And obviously it's worked out 
like I said, perfectly that I've been able to become a closing pitcher because it's to me, dude, there's no more exciting three outs and there's no better time to be on the field than the, than the last three to win the game. And like when it's time to win, that's when I want to be in control. And, and, you know, that's just what it is. So I, yeah, dude, it's exciting. That's an interesting perspective, Sean, before I let you run, uh, Tell me about life growing up in California. How'd you fall in love with the game and some of your mentors and the folks that mean the world to you that uh, have stuck by your side to get you where you are today? Oh, man. Um, well, obviously, I mean, first and foremost, two parents, mom and dad have been been there pretty much through it all. I used to go, you know, my dad used to get off work when I was younger and he'd be dead tired, exhausted from a long day. <laughs> and I'd be and I'd be begging him to go to the field and he never said no. So it's like, he was always out there grinding with me. Um, obviously, mom, same way, has driven me all over the country to go go play games and go to practices. And and she's been there to watch. She was there at the championship game this year. She got to see us win. Awesome. And so those two for sure. Obviously, you know, my family, my siblings as well. Um, some of my greatest memories growing up, dude, I think, I mean, Redondo Beach is like, for anyone who hasn't experienced the South Bay where I'm from is, is everyone I think should take a vacation here at some point. Cause it's one of the most, I'd say peaceful areas in California. Um, just growing up, going to the beach, uh, being outside all the time. The weather obviously is like, like right now it's probably, it's probably 60 and cloudy and people would be like, I'm sure if you asked a the local, they'd be upset about the weather today. And it's, <laughs> what is it like December 15th? So you know, can't really, can't really complain, man, but, uh, definitely favorite other favorite memories. I think I moved here right before high school. So just that whole experience, those four years of, of kind of growing up and, um, getting to play with the team I got to play with in high school, winning a few championships there. Um, and then, yeah, that's obviously continued into, we took a brief hiatus there from winning for about six years, <laughs> but then <laughs> this, uh, 2022, we got back to it. So, continuing to build on that and yeah dude i'm just i i can't tell you how excited i am man about the future of this organization and and everything that we got going because i truly think that it's there and you know it's just about putting the right pieces together and i know the front office is going to do a good job and and we'll see where we're at man i'm 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 just eager to to learn and to get down there and to get better and keep growing as a player and a person and you know when i eventually get up on that in that clubhouse for real um, it's going to be exciting, man. Can't wait. Do you click it into another gear at the back end of a game? Do you turn into a monster on the mound? What's the thought process when those bullpen doors open up? Oh man. Uh, in a word. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really yeah. tell you what goes, what goes through my head, except, I mean, I literally, the only thing that's on my mind is winning the game. Like, I don't care how it, how I do it. If I dominate and I strike out three guys on nine pitches, like, that's great. And I'll be fired up about that for myself. <laughs> but, like, the only thing I can tell you, Kyle, is that all I care about is winning. Like, and I know that might sound cliche and, and everyone kind of says that. But, no, seriously, like, when it's time to win, like, that's when I want to be out there the most. And that's when I really, yeah, I mentally definitely take it to another gear because it's like, that's what you train for. That's what you wake up at, at six in the morning and you're off season or, you know, that's what you do with extra running in the, in the middle of July. That's, that's why you do everything that you do as a professional baseball player is to be on the mound and to make that last out in the last game of the season and to win, like that's all the validation and the reward that I need is, is to be able to put in the work every day so that when I, when that day does come and it, you know, obviously it happened for us this year in, in Pensacola and then, 
the only thing I'm thinking about now is it happening in Miami. So that's really been my whole focus this uh, since I can pretty much say since we made that last out <laughs> experiencing that and seeing what it was like and feeling what it was like now is the focus has shifted to how can I deliver that same result in a big league stadium in Miami. That's awesome, dude. It's a great attitude to have. Your story is a remarkable one. I know a bunch of chapters are written, but the book's not closed. We're going to see you in Miami at some point. I, for one, am excited to watch you in Jupiter this spring. So, Sean Reynolds, thanks for the time, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you having me on. Okay, terrific conversation with Sean Reynolds, and thank you, Sean, um, for your time and for his time, and I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation. I always really enjoy getting to know young players in the Marlins system, guys that are one step away from the big leagues. Um, the honesty, the vulnerability, really, really cool. It's a side of guys you don't often see the struggles, and hopefully we have a chance to see him in a Miami Marlins uniform really, really soon. Hey, before we wrap things up, single-game tickets are on sale now. Single-game buyers will receive pre-sale access to World Baseball Classic single-game tickets. This is a limited-time-only deal, so make sure you get in on the action at marlins.com slash tickets. That's all the time we got for you tonight on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Uh, I'm Kyle Seeloff saying so long and good night. Thank you for joining us on marlins.com slash hot stove, Fox Sports 940 Miami, the iHeartRadio app. And if you're listening on the Marlins podcast page, happy holidays, happy new year, be safe, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>